Hello and welcome to episode 56 of Linux Downtime. I'm Joe. I'm Martin. I'm Hayden. I'm Gary. Good to talk to you all again. So today we're going to talk about metrics and telemetry in FOSS. Whether we need it, whether it should be opt-in, opt-out. Martin, where do you stand on this and what have you implemented in your projects? In terms of my own projects, no telemetry whatsoever. And in fact, when the whole cookie lord thing came through, we went to some effort to completely remove everything from the Ubuntu Mate properties so that we don't have to flash up any of those annoying cookie policy dialog boxes. So in Ubuntu Mate, in the operating system and the website, there is no telemetry other than at the point of install, when you complete the install, you get asked if you want to send hardware information, which is something that uh, Ubuntu implemented several years ago now. So that's the extent of what I have. And I suppose it's because it's a part-time project, you know, for fun, that I haven't looked into it in any ser- with any seriousness. Whether we use the words telemetry or metrics is that's sort of semantics, but I think collecting information about how your applications and operating systems are used, not personal information, but actual useful information for developers to make engineering and design decisions is a good thing. Gary, any metrics in Pigeon? So historically, we've had some very basic metrics. There's a plugin. That would be, that would uh, tell you when the, a new release was available. And as part of that, to do that, you would have to send us what version you were on and what, whether or not you were on Windows or not. And that's how we would report that back. And we did that for a little bit. This has been in there for, I don't know, I think it got added in 2004, but, uh, we haven't really done anything with those metrics since really. But going forward, it's definitely something I'm looking at because we get a lot of, what we suspect to be vocal minority issues, but we can't prove that because we don't have metrics to say, yeah, this is really a big problem or this is just one person who's really loud. Mm. So there's definitely a benefit to it. We just don't have, we don't have anything implemented yet, mostly because we want to respect people's privacy. So we don't want to create a unique identifier, but how do you get valid metrics or telemetry without creating a, a unique identifier that somebody can't spoof and then skew your data. So that's that's our concerns. So Hayden, you're quite bullish on this stuff. I am. In my personal projects, I tend not to implement telemetry, mostly just because I don't have the time. I just rely on feedback from issues and GitHub. You know, I can see container downloads and that kind of thing. In projects that have become commercial projects like Penguin, we had two sources of telemetry. We had our package repository, which provided server-side data. And then we also gathered telemetry through the Microsoft Store and the infrastructure there that provided anonymized usage data, demographic data, and those kind of things. I think in general, telemetry improves applications. I think basic data collection should be opt-out. I think it's a net benefit. An issue Gary touched on is that I think one of the large benefits is that it provides a more democratic method of managing your project versus GitHub issues or a set of noisy insiders. In the commercial projects I've worked on since Penguin, including Rancher and Determined, 
they are opt-out, but the data that we received was incredibly insightful and allowed us to improve those open source projects, not only for paying customers, but for open source customers as well. So Hayden's reminded me of another source of telemetry. Ubuntu Mate ships some snaps by default, and as a snap publisher, I can see how many users of those snaps there are and where in the world they are delineated by country border. So quite a coarse, you know, geographic bit of information. And that was useful to me for two reasons. One, because some of those snaps are specific to Ubuntu Mate. I can estimate fairly accurately how many active Ubuntu Mate users there are. But more importantly, that geographic information I used for the 2004 release of Ubuntu Mate, I reviewed all of the countries where Ubuntu Mate had the largest install bases, and then I chose those language packs to install by default in Ubuntu Mate, so that we were catering to those users who were the biggest users of Ubuntu Mate. So it's one indication where that kind of information can be valuable. I have a similar story with Penguin. The telemetry we obtained from the Microsoft Store showed a disproportionate interest in Penguin from Japan in particular, which was unexpected. But that inspired us to add features that included expanding input methods for Japanese users to input Japanese characters, which we otherwise would just not have thought of. Right, indeed. And the reason why I don't do any metrics in Ubuntu Mate or only metrics that are supported by some other entity is because I've seen firsthand what's required in terms of legal oversight and technical implementation to ensure that any metric gathering actually adheres to the different legislation and regulation in different countries. So Canonical implemented the hardware gathering piece. I saw what was required there in order to do that in the correct way. And the same with that snap metadata that I've just described. Seeing firsthand what's involved there, there's no way a small independent project like Ubuntu Mate can take on that kind of legal burden to actually do that and do it well and it stand up to scrutiny. So just like the GDPR stuff with regards to public reporting of finances, it was easier just to stop doing all telemetry collection of our own rather than try and figure out how to do it the right way. So Hayden, you said that you are in favor of it being opt out. Gary, I get the feeling you are more of an opt-in believer. 100% opt-in. Why? The main thing is, like I mentioned earlier, like we're, we're trying to respect your privacy, right? And being a chat application, we could gather all sorts of information about you, right? We're seeing chats that are possibly end encrypted because we are the end. We don't want anybody suspecting that we're reading their text. So we want to instill in them that we are respecting your privacy 100%. We don't want to give them any reason to think we're reading messages or doing anything like that. So like the the metrics I've been considering even adding to Pigeon are stuff like which protocols do you use and how many messages have you sent over those protocols? Because that's a very basic thing that helps us understand which protocols we need to make sure are working, that kind of stuff. I agree with Hayden, but here's the rub. 
if every application, organization, project, author has to implement their own telemetry, it gets a big fat mess. And that's the situation we have with Windows. You know, every app has to do their telemetry gathering their own way. And many applications, many of the big applications on Windows do have telemetry baked in. I know this because I've spoken to the organizations and seen some of the numbers. So I, I know this to be true. I think what GNOME have done introducing telemetry into GNOME recently is interesting. And I would say it doesn't go far enough for two reasons. First of all, you have to install something and then actually choose to run it from the command line in order to send the telemetry. And I feel like it dilutes the data set so much, it, it kind of skews the results. So I think that that capability should be bundled and it should be enabled, but people should be given the option to disable it in that first run wizard that GNOME has. If when you first install or first run a piece of software, it then presents you with a dialogue to say, we would like to collect this information. It's going to be really helpful to us, blah, blah, blah. Yes or no. Does that count as opt-in or opt-out? I say that's opt-out personally. You could have a single option in GNOME to say enable or disable telemetry or metrics, whatever you want to call it. And that turns the feature on or off globally. But I think what could be done in GNOME, which would be valuable to application authors, is have a framework for applications to hook into a telemetry mechanism. So application authors can piggyback off this capability and integrate it into their own applications. And then in the control center somewhere, you can have a, you know, user feedback or telemetry, whatever you want to call it, section where you can see all of the applications that are using this and have the global on and off, but then also toggle it on an application by application basis. I would definitely agree that a, a framework would be helpful for this, but as like, so Pigeon doesn't run on just GNOME, right? It runs on Windows and Mac and stuff like that. So that'd be very helpful. But like, as I alluded to earlier, one of the issues I'm concerned with, with adding metrics is people gaming the system too. So like on top of building the application, we also have to build the telemetry stack, which is going to be difficult, especially while respecting privacy and trying to stop people from gaming the system. So like having some framework that exists for that would be great, but does it belong in GNOME or is it like a third party project that I think that would be something that would be more helpful with like ways to hook into GNOME or something? Yeah, well, in the Linux world, it would probably be a free desktop specification, for example, that would probably be the right way to do this. But the other thing I was looking at with the GNOME telemetry implementation is, and this is true of anything that gathers telemetry, is gather the right information. So in the past, for example, Debian have the popularity contest. Ubuntu used to have it. It's called PopCon. That was an utterly meaningless exercise because what you learn is this. All the default installed applications are hugely popular and there's a long tail of everything else with statistically meaningless numbers of installations. And I see the same mistake being made in the GNOME telemetry where it's these are the applications that are installed. These are the favorited applications. These are the ones in the dash. Well, those predominantly are going to be the things that are put there by default rather than the things that people have put there through choice. There will be some variation, but it won't be statistically meaningful enough. So telemetry is all well and good, but collect stuff that actually helps 
you make informed decisions because if your goal as the gnome telemetry blog suggests is to identify which applications are most popular in order to determine where development efforts should go then all you're going to do is identify that nautilus is the most popular gnome application and that's yeah. where all the development efforts should go <laughs> i feel like i need to stand up for the free software purists here I feel like we've, we've just brushed over too much the idea of it being opt-out. Is not the point of free software and open source to a slightly lesser extent that you are in total control of the software? It's not controlling you. I don't want to sound too much like he who shall not be named anymore, but you as a user are empowered by free software and open source. And therefore, you should have the power to decide what happens to your data. And yeah, you could say, well, you can always opt out, but it goes against the whole ethos of software freedom, doesn't it, to opt people into telemetry, even if it's properly anonymized, properly dealt with, you know, all legally covered and everything. And I accept that it is very important for developers to get this information. And so there's this clash in my head here, this almost cognitive dissonance. Like, I understand that it needs to happen, but it just seems to go against the principles to me. I don't see how it violates any of the four freedoms of free software. And, you know, we've established that telemetry benefits open source and free software. It's of use to developers. Now, how it's collected, what's collected, what's actionable, should we have a common framework? I think those are all great ideas. But fundamentally, if we want to promote free software as an alternative to proprietary software, you know, proprietary applications are doing it with no transparency, with no audible code, often with no opt-out. So I think free software, one, does give you more accountability, more transparency, and still does give you the fundamental control to disable that. Yes, defaults are king, but for the purists and the paranoid users, just as there's Libra distros of Linux, which contain no proprietary blobs, there could be forks that disable Telemetry. I'm sure you know there are forks of applications that disable telemetry, and all of which is permitted and encouraged under the freedoms promoted by the free software movement. You know, I just think privacy is even less of a concern with open source because the telemetry collection and reporting can be viewed. You can go look at the bits of the open source projects I work on and see what's actually being collected and how it's being reported. I mean, the idea that it could be gamed, if it's like just an API or some other web endpoint someone could dump a bunch of data into is real. Like, because you could just find the URL and start sending HTTP to it, you know? But in general, I trust GNOME and Mozilla and those organizations with my data because of people like Gary who are so cautious I just think is it less of a concern. Yeah, you do make some good points there. And perhaps that is a big part of why so many people have a problem with snaps. You talked about how useful the telemetry data that you gather from them is, Martin. And that's not auditable, is it? I actually don't know. I know what I can see as a snap publisher, which is a map of the world and a volume of users in each of the countries. But the back end is proprietary. Yes. That's a big part of why people have a problem with that, I think. Well, it's one of the reasons people cite. I'm not sure that that was actually a meaningful argument. Maybe that's a debate for another day. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I wanted to ask you, Gary, not as a developer, take your developer hat off for a second. You are an open source free software user. Right. Primarily, really. So how do you feel about metrics in the software that you don't make that you use? Generally speaking, I turn it off. There's not any particular reason for it. Like I, I'm not super gung-ho on the privacy aspects because like we've all mentioned here, you know, we pretty much trust the open source developers to do the right thing because if they were doing the wrong thing, everybody would know about it because somebody would look at the code and we'd find out. Mm. But it's more a matter of I end up running a bunch of machines, stuff like that. So I don't want to skew metrics either, right? Martin was mentioning the uh, Debian PopCon stuff and how its metrics are incomplete and not useful, right? But like I have something like 12 Debian VMs and machines running. So like I just turn it off because that's one user that actually has 12 machines, which would skew the metrics. Would it skew the metrics though? Or maybe you are a typical Debian user. <laughs> uh, I'd be surprised if I was a typical Debian user because I run unstable with experimental. So I'm pretty sure I'm not. <laughs> But isn't that literally the point of metrics is that every single user submits them and you find out whether you're typical or not? Yeah. And one of the things that Canonical learned through that hardware survey is that a significant proportion of Ubuntu desktop installs were on VMs of different ilks. And that prompted some effort to ensure that Ubuntu desktop worked really well on all of the different virtual machine platforms by default in a subsequent release, because it was significant enough that that first impression needed to be better. Those are some very fair points I haven't previously considered. So maybe I should start sharing more. Yeah, if it's not a privacy thing, if it's just because you think you're special, then, you know, maybe you're not, man. Yeah, indeed. I wouldn't use those words, but I hear what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) There is some software that I would turn that stuff off in, or... I would use an alternative. So a good example is it's been a very long time now that I haven't used Google Chrome as my default browser because that is a proprietary application. It is very well instrumented by Google, just like everything that Google produce. And I can't disrupt everything, but I can break up the different places that a fingerprint of me exists in, you know, marketing databases around the internet. And one thing I can do is not use Google Chrome at all. I think toggling options in Google Chrome is basically pointless as it happens. I'm sure that, you know, you get everything. And, you know, likewise in Firefox, you can't turn off everything that that reports back to Mozilla, for example, through the UI. So there are considerations there and there's a whole bunch of proprietary software that people do install on their, you know, Linux workstations. That's a choice. I have a bunch of it installed and actually I leave some of the telemetry turned on in some of those applications because I want the Spotify developers to know there are Linux users using their software and they should continue supporting it. The same goes for Discord and Visual Studio Code and all the other software that I use on a daily basis that I value. Whether or not I have, um, in air quotes, privacy concerns, I also want to chalk one up for the Linux users to ensure that they don't get skewed metrics, which says there are no Linux users, therefore we're going to stop making this stuff for Linux. Well, we'd better wrap it up then. Do let us know what you think. You can email us, show at linuxdowntime.com. Should metrics and telemetry be opt-in or opt-out or totally banished from all free and open source software? 
We'll be back in a couple of weeks then. But until then, I've been Joe. I've been Martin. I've been Hayden. I've been Gary. See you later.